go. Okay, um, so uh, we are doing a sudden reading. I'm here at Royal Space, and they have here new copies of Neighbor, which has come out in a kind of 10-year edition out of Ugly Duckling with a new cover, and an expanded um, play. I guess I'll read a little bit from the play, and some no more new notes. But I'm going to read from the very beginning of the book. I wrote this book between 2002 and 2009. Catastrophe, Utopia. City built in frames, framed by these lines that signal generally good, stingy feeling, irony, dense and strong as stench, friendly sewage stairway news awaits. Born, can't despite ourselves, stay up late, intoxicated, but deep re reason, regret ourselves. Days we miss under bleeding sun, a shroud. The princely house faces its other side. My neighbor, Oragora, floor, 030419. Neighbor, neighbor is a long page about the neighbor why it's called confession, or if it's called my neighbor, or what, if anything, I am. I have ideas. At the time I typed this, I've been at it for one year, the last six months completely in my head, where there are many levels. The problem is whether they are connected or if they are levels at all. A level may connote a piece in a unified structure, or unity of disconnected parts firmly housed by what? The state or me, or if I am the state, I am a collection of desire, precariously housed. And so there is neighbor, and then there is my neighbor. In the book called Is My Neighbor, I am the object of the relationship I'm in, to which I have distance, between walls and or levels. Distance is domain. I share it with the eye of I that I am aware of. When I confess, I make this distance. I nearly wrote detachment, but it is not detachment. Detachment is the thing I create when I am not aware of the I I am aware of. Detachment is the thing I make when I love. Love is a more complicated thing when I am speaking of my neighbor, who knows I've rejected him on numerous occasions, to whom I've been lately inexplicably nice. Love is a complicated thing when I speak of my neighbor. Crazy, though committed to the logic of life currently of being a good mother, why do I say then she is crazy when crazy is the name used for those who refuse? Stairwell Hall Window 050310 Sacrifice It matters this disaster began with an idea. I am thinking about the secular. Yes, I sex my neighbor. E.g. curiosity engaged, not now, slaughtering each other, not face to face. When she enters my apartment, she steals from me. I report her to the police. Neither the police nor I much care much to catch. Neither the police nor I want her to go to jail. What we care about, what we don't know, what we don't know, what we build between muscular shoulder, lift in the window, lit, yellow, our hours differ. We want more from each other. We can't stand to not have what the other one has. We can't stand what the other one has. We can't stand the action of light, of waking. 
We are scared. We could reach through shaft, let touch the tip's finger and flank, instead sacrifice live things down, thrown hard into alley, prayer valley, paper valley. He could be me, so rapidly I sacrifice. Another, they are small, they are bugs. It is too easy to write. Fire escape, scaffold, oh three, one two, three one. The window washer. He not only makes a good cartoon, he plays a part in the story. Because of the new order and rules against certain pleasures and extensive systems of reporting, we are now inside our buildings and are socializing, having coffee, smoking pot, giving advice to our neighbors. We know many of us have tried him, the window washer, the service of his love. The positive consequence of this development, losing the out of doors, the street incident, the unreliability of corners of cats and dogs, is learning our window washer is an honorable man. He distributes equitably among men, women, etc., offers no pretense, satisfies, uses condoms. It can still go bad. We can become those who report on our neighbor, their noise, their fucking noise. Perfect California. Act three, around a table. Noetic and delirium, under rational response. I am talking to myself, not saying anything. This life is make-believe. This girly boy is on top of me, making sense, squandering the position. I'm tipping. Molly. Adjustable disdain and reconsideration. I thought you were a friend. Noetic. Yes, I have never wanted to kiss you. Your body hangs from the air, heart, heavy puppet, antipathetic pants sag from your ambivalent ass hips. Enter from the right, luminous cravings, wearing a purple or red furry cape. Luminous cravings. I am seeking transitional spaces. A phone booth will do. Do you all want me? Incredible, I love you all. Ultimate and indefinable image, I lay out bungee cords around your lady, gentle waist. Trampoline web to break your trusting falls. Rational. Another cup of coffee, please? Cream and no sugar, not too light. Well, light, but not too much. Not too light, I mean to say, am I dark? I have something to say about it. This isn't about me. Pardon me if I go on like this sometimes. It's harder in a dialogue. Everything gets revealed. Room, bedroom, 031124. Defining. As a United Statesian, I do not think that neighbors in other nations treat each other better or with more care, but I would rather my roommate were from another country. In this country, it is not the norm to kill neighbors because they have a different religion. Group killing may be a form of intimacy we lack. The poets are not my neighbors and they are not my friends. 
We agree that our religion, if we have one, is inconsequential to our relationship and to our poetry here in this country. Poets are responding well to the project I have of thee, my neighbor. They wonder if I am speaking of my actual experience and are titillated by the possibility that this fucking I've spoken of and drugs are drugs and fucking, not writing. My neighbor has made a public stand of his sobriety and his fetish, his daughter, who he keeps infantile. It is enough to make anyone squirm. Speaking of squirm, tonight I had a plan to do coke, then come home and write about the neighbor. Is it richer with windows open and summer rage audible? Today the customer at the food pantry across the street excoriates the lousy church that feeds her. The lapse born again blames the hypocrisy of her church. I was hoping for a loss of faith in God. The story is told about a loud and bothersome neighbor who explained to the complaining neighbor her predicament. You're my neighbor. You have to help me. We laugh at this story. We agree this isn't the way we think of things. Some mornings, I wonder if my reluctance to leave the building is enough reason to ask my neighbor for cream or an egg to make the pancakes. Language would be easier if we could remove the prepositions, but then the objects and subjects would be difficult to discern. Like I said, in my career as a writer, I know it's suspect for poets to speak of career. I find myself more attractive as an object. If I am the object, then who is the subject? Unnecessary. Unnecessary is happy because she is both nothing and everything. She is as light as air, if air be light. Anyone wants meaning. Anyone calls meaning necessary. Unnecessary has intercourse with anyone. Unnecessary puts herself into a position where she can't lose. Loss, regretting her lack of an E, loses unnecessary. Loose feels muscular and achy, no. Loose is on quaaludes. Luce can't explain why loss gets laid more, nor the draw of religion. The grown ones who never believed in God are assimilated aliens on the street and trains, sad ones whose sadness may get read as intelligence. Intelligence likes to fuck, but gets laid less than belief. Never mind the librarian. Librarians appreciate quiet refrigerators. Librarians have fucked both belief and intelligence. Poorly, but a lot. A lot gets mistaken for belief, God-fearing, Paganism, atheism, monotheism, masochism. Ism is at war with unnecessary. Ism means motherfucker. Ism is one mean motherfucker. Everyone wants to fuck. Reading her is meaning. Meaning delights in masochism. Ism is a sadist who doesn't mind lovers calling to her. Meaning while fucking. F fucking is the sneakiest fuck of all. Fucking convinces anyone she's meaning. Unnecessary puts up with fucking because she understands fucking to be without malice. Even cold-hearted loves to do it without malice. Fucking is inclusive, opposite from ism. Meanwhile, despite occasional excesses with fucking, downtrodden rages. Without the rage of downtrodden, any neighborhood becomes suburb. In suburb, any human is a living subject to the project. Great experiment cataloged by librarian into food, medicine, style. The project of secular society is no longer an issue because as United Statesians, we don't often kill our neighbors for their religion. So that was Rachel Levitsky. She uh, passed by our shop last month um, and we ended up doing this recording kind of on the spot. Um, 
thanks Rachel in the meantime of course things have changed quite a bit and the second part of the show uh, will be a remote recording by uh, an uh, author called Adrian Bridget um, reading from their self-published novel Treatment which just came out last year uh, the novel consists of around 40 treatments as chapters and here's a few of them uh, there's maybe a small disclaimer um, some parts near the end of the show and recording have some visual descriptions of gore so just beware thanks for joining us today Treatment number four. It shouldn't go as far as actually cutting through at its onset, but be in a continuous state of preceding the cut itself, a permanent wound, a time interval within which the puncturing would be unstoppable but the tissue will never come to break apart. Forgiveness takes time. The unforgivable gives time. The unforgivable stays. I try to find ways through which I will not be forgiven. A glorious realm, a black hole, a glory hole, a wound that is shared, that opens up a flux between outside and inside, and heightens sensation as it does so. One invites the other to feel one's wounds with different body parts and then with different types of tools in search of the perfect incision. Treatment number six.
treatment number 11. Light, pattern, had moved slow enough throughout the afternoon to hide from them by the time they are sitting in darkness. The thought that there once was light. That is, by the time they happen to make their way in a straight line back to the mattress. This imagined depository of beginnings and ends that, in its being imagined, maintains a form of existence. This form that makes itself believable through cognitive operations, through their hiding or disclosure specifically, regarding the light that there is and there isn't. The repetition of an affirmation, there is a mattress, never a bedroom. That is, by the time they should pretend to fall asleep. Yes, a kind of timidity when it comes to leaving the world in which they have lived. One side bright and the other dark. The reality of which, how movable, they have believed. Take a deep breath. I'm sorry. Take a deep breath. I'm sorry. Now exhale. I'm sorry. Now exhale. I'm sorry. And repeat. I'm sorry. And repeat. I'm sorry. Okay, so... Treatment number 22. Breakfast play, act three. Scene 3.1. The setting is a space called a room, although it changes shape. Late morning and late morning light. If there were seasons, this would be just the one season. Hot, monotonous. A glass table, two glass chairs. Alan wears denim trousers, regular wash, high waist, thick, unyielding, cotton. No other articles of clothing or underwear. Alan wears white briefs, electronic music. Okay, 
I say, Alan. Alan says, Would you like something to drink? I say, Alan. Alan says, Coffee, like breakfast. I say, Alan. Alan says, And toast. I say, Alan. Alan says, Yes. I say, Alan. Alan says, and jam. I say Alan. Alan says, like breakfast. Alan cries. Scene 3.3 Alan says, and how did you sleep? Alan says, he landed on me and walked on my back. I cried last night for the first time. Because when a fly walks on my back, like they do over toast, I'm already dead, my dear Alan. Alan says, and Jem. Alan says, yes. Alan says, like breakfast. Alan cries. Alan cuts off Alan's tongue. Alan cries. Scene 3.4 Alan serves Alan breakfast. Vinegar in a tall glass. Paper shreds on a glass plate. Alan watches Alan drink vinegar. Alan watches Alan eat paper shreds. Alan cries. Treatment number 36. And it was in the waiting room that something opened. I sat in the waiting room, said the waiting room at the same time as I imagined it. The room converged into its imagining, and in that axis, as it were, I found myself actually inhabiting it for once, being there, as it were, for once, unlikely any other, any and everything unlikely any other, without it having to be said, but just the sense of a shoulder that exists as a shoulder, which then hung from me like the cannula, for there was never otherwise. I am here with you. Treatment number 38. It starts with that's you and me done for today. And it ends with, there was I. And what made the sockets of the eyes, the nose, the mouth, were just forms that had nothing to do with eyes, nose, or mouth. And there was I, flat on my back. Take a deep breath 
Now exhale and repeat. I could sense whoever was standing in the room with me to make sure I would wake up. Whoever that was leaving the room. Take a deep breath. Now exhale and repeat. I was alone enough to smell the bandages on my new body. Here and there. Here and there. Take a deep breath. Now exhale and repeat. How it all had actually taken place, had actually happened. First, the doorbell rings and he comes into the room. It starts with the mouth and it ends with Take a deep breath. Now exhale and repeat. He got these goggles for me, put on these goggles, and I was prepared to have this whole thing that they normally do. He got this mirror thing, mirror on a stick thing, that is like round. And he was like, okay. So he lay me back down. The doorbell rings. It starts with, after the treatment, it is normal that you will be in pain. And then you nod. And then he pulls out your teeth before moving on to make little incisions on the joints. Take a deep breath. Now exhale and repeat. Little incisions on the joints into which a delicate pair of scissors is inserted in order to snip the ligaments, then break the fingers and toes with a small hammer. Take a deep breath. Now exhale and repeat. Then back to the mouth and unhinge the jaw. Take a deep breath. Now exhale and repeat. I woke up and there I was. And now here I am lying flat on my back. No movement whatsoever and I am happy. Nothing but a picture above me. Nothing but a picture that always makes me horny. Until whoever that was comes back into the room. Then the blow must be dealt. The skull immediately smashed, sticking, severing the major arteries of the neck, shackle after stunning, then hoisted onto a moving rail, stuck, bleeding, continues until blood flow is negligible, must not touch the skin surface with the hand that was in contact with the skin, the head is skinned, the head is detached by cutting through the neck muscles, hang the head on a hook, Lower the carcass on its back. Skin and remove the legs. Clear the skin carefully from around anus, avoiding puncturing it. And cut the abdominal wall carefully around the rectum. Viscera chilled 
unrefs, sterilized, split the carcass down the backbone. And indeed, see that you are being carried away. In fact, being carried away. <laughs>